there's definitely a lot, uh, a lot going on. I think the most significant thing um, that I've had happen is I'm from Norfolk. I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, born and raised, uh, work there now, work for the city through the public school. And they had a contest, uh, a call for submissions, if you will, uh, maybe last April. They said, we want you to submit a poem that's 150 words or less. They said, we're going to pick 20 of them. We don't care who, who we, we're going to pick what we like. So I said, I'll submit. So I submitted three. And I think there are about 700 people that submitted. So out of my three, and they only uh, chose 20, they chose two of mine. Out of 700 people, they chose two of mine. And they took the poems and they stenciled them on multiple streets in my city. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Jenkins, and I am excited. I am excited tonight on the Poet Life Podcast to speak with a uh, uh, a colleague in the poetry industry, Cassandra. Cassandra is free. Talk to me. How are you? You know what? I am feeling. I'm feeling really, really good. I've had a great day today with my family, and now I'm able to wrap it up with something else that I love. So, great times. Good day. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, to know. Same here. Today was good. Today we. Um, I have three daughters, uh, seven and under, and we we did Daddy Daughter Day. Um, even with my older brother, who also has a daughter, so we've four girls out there, and and, and you know, uh, I'm tired, but um, <laughs> I I'm energized tonight to be here with you, and uh, I just want to dive in real quick, you know, with a quick question, you know, and it's okay, just gonna go be a cool cool conversation here, not even an interview, it's just a cool conversation. But I wanted to ask you about your name. Where did you get your name? Where where did it uh, uh, originate? Okay, about um, maybe 15 years ago, um, I had mm. a friend of mine, still a good friend of mine, her name is Crystal Lewis, uh, who's also a poet. Um, and she was the one that kind of convinced me to start venturing out and to open mics and do things and share the poetry. So I, I remember I said, should I just go up and say I'm Cassandra? And she was like, yeah, but we have to do something else. She was, and so then she gave me the name. She said, you're so free with everything. And I was like, so free? And at that time, I think 106 and Park was still on, so there was AJ and free. So I was like, I don't want to be free because I swear to have that. She was like, no, Cassandra free. I was like, Cassandra free doesn't sound good. And then Cassandra is free because you're free. And it, I was like, I like it. And it stuck. And it's stuck. So wow. we've had Cassandra is free. Then the variation of cast is free. And then sometimes just cast, depending on how comfortable I am with the person. So, but it's, it's, gotcha. it's Cassandra is free. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love hearing the backstories from poets and their names. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Definitely. Definitely. So, so um, the reason I reached out to you, one, you're doing some amazing things in the poetry industry. And um, I, I know we've come in contact um, uh, at the Poet Life Fest. You are one of yes. the artists to to perform at the Poet Life Fest, the first the first ever first festival that we've had this. I was going to say this year, but it's last year. The time is just like I don't know what year it is. It's fine. You know, 
it's you know it's crazy so so last july of 2021 um uh, you had the opportunity to to perform what did you think of the festival i loved it um I loved it. One, you know, anytime you can get away, we love our children. As you said, you're tired. Anytime you can get away for a few hours, it's okay. <laughs> but I was, I was there. I stayed the whole time. I got to hear some amazing uh, poets come before me. I was also yeah. there with uh, people that I'm friendly with or friends with. Uh, Kaniki, very good friend of mine. Um, mm. People I'm friendly with that I hadn't seen in person in a while. Ed, uh, maybe hadn't seen him in a while. Just seeing people right. that I really, that I really, really vibe with. So it was just, it was a great time. It was positive. That yeah. I didn't see anything negative in the crowd. Everybody just showed love to everybody from the vendors to the performers to just the people that yeah. were there to be there. So it was, I thought it was amazing. And I'm looking forward to you putting el- you know, something else together like that. Definitely. Sure. It, was, it, was dope. Sure. it was dope. And you brought it. You brought it. Yeah, your performance was amazing, and uh, I was very pleased and and uh, glad that uh, you know we were able to work together in that regard. And so, uh, thank you for being a part of it. Um, So, so tell me about what you have going on right, like right now, as it relates to what you're doing with poetry, because. It's it's some good stuff and it's a lot. So you you're working hard. What you yeah. got going on? <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a lot uh, a lot going on. I think the most significant thing um, that I've had happen is I'm from Norfolk. I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. Born and raised. I work there now. Work for the city through the public school. And they had a contest, uh, a call for submissions, if you will, uh, maybe last April. They said we want you to submit a poem that's 150 words or less. They said, we're going to pick 20 of them. We don't care who, who we, we're gonna pick what we like. So I said, I'll submit. So I submitted three. And I think there are about 700 people that submitted. So out of my three, and they only uh, chose 20, they chose two of mine. Out of 700 people, they chose two of mine. And they took the poems and they stenciled them on multiple streets in my city. So when I, you can walk down certain avenues, certain boulevards in the city, in my city by Norfolk State University that you and I are both alum of, and mm-hmm. my words are printed on the street. And I was able to take my children who are six and eight, my son is eight and my daughter is six, and to see my words, it has the poem and then it has my name. And that was just that was so amazing because my son said, I can't wait to go to school and tell everybody that my mom is a star. And just to hear that you want your children to be proud of you. So that was that was just probably the most significant thing that I have had happen yet. And even no matter what, you know, star I rise to, that probably will still be the most significant thing because at eight and even and at six with my daughter, they had that level of pride for mom. So that mm. was uh, man, that was meaningful. And it took a while. Um, I think we found out in August that I was selected and then they didn't put every, put everything down until like January. So it took, you know, it was a process. So it had been building right. up. My son was like, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Like, no, not right. yet. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> but, um, right. so that was, that was amazing. Uh, I'll say a couple of weeks ago, um, I was able to be in Tokyo, but not physically. I was on well, a stream. Hold, hold that um, thought. Cause I know that's going to yeah, be an amazing okay. story. Let, let, okay. let, let's go here with the, you it's, and it's awesome and I love it again like I was saying offline 
the premise of this whole podcast is to show examples of amazing people doing amazing things in the poetry industry because poets need to see the examples and and right absolutely be shown how it's done or how they did it right so so you submitted what month i know you got you and they, uh, they announced in august it was uh around april maybe may of uh of last gotcha. year got you so you submitted in like april or may you got the announcement in august like four months later right and then four months later Right. That's when they. That's when they yeah, laid it down. Later. Yeah. So how long yeah. will it last? Until it lasts, and I say that because that's how they that's how they describe it because it's stenciled. So they're anticipating you know six months to a year, which is to me, I'll take it because you know and you know Norfolk we have so many people that come in and out so there are so many people that are going to see and there are so many and then the fact that there's two poems not just one so I, there are about seven or eight streets between the two poems where these words are stenciled where these words are stenciled and I think the um the favorite one is probably uh the haiku it says self-revelation climb got easier when I learned I'm the mountain so I am the mountain. I am what I have to get over to get to where I need to be. So that was that. That's one of the my probably my favorite of the two of the two that were selected. But I want somebody to read that and say, I'm the mountain. I want somebody to especially the students over at uh, over at NSU. I want them to see it and say, I am the mountain and understand wow. that they can do anything. Yeah. Did you let Norfolk State yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I let um, I let a couple of uh, professors know that it was out there. I'm like, just go, you know, you take your class out there, you tell them, or just tell them, you know, tell them that it's there. It's you know, right by Corpru, uh, Corpru Avenue, which is right by Norfolk State University. Let them go see it. Tomorrow, you know, let them know. You need to call Spartan Echo. You're right. Need to. I used to write for Spartan Echo. You need to. You need to call Spartan Echo and listen. Say one of your alum, myself has something amazing happening around the corner like right there and yeah and it's that easy but it's that easy though you know because they look for graduates doing amazing things and they want to highlight them yeah yeah so um, that's a a great idea that's an excellent mm -hmm. idea definitely definitely first of all congratulations Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. For sure. That's awesome. Because speaking of your children, because I, I think the same way as it relates to my kids, you know, I I, I pre- impress upon them to create, create, create. You know, I have a three, a five, and a seven. And uh-huh. and you know, I that that's my whole thing because you literally can create the life you want to live if you if you put the work up front in. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so um, for your kids to see that, I know that like open their mind to what they can do. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you, since that time, my daughter, they're both creatives. Uh, Both of my children are creatives and they got it honestly because my husband is as well. That's how we met, you know, Mm. doing some art together. But my son is a singer and a dancer, a fantastic dancer. My daughter is an artist. She's a visual artist. And she also wrote her first poem called Black Girl mm. Magic. She wrote it a few weeks ago and she'll be doing it. She's performing it next Sunday. So like we, we write <laughs> at six. So we are, you know, we're trying to instill those things in them now. Like 
you know, you have a voice and you're, we want you to use it and whatever medium that you're able to use it, we want you to use it. We want you to allow yourself to be seen. If you have a message, send that message out to the world, baby. Mm. That's it. That is so perfect because, you know, I, I teach youth, I mentor youth. And one thing that I tell them, one of the many things that I tell them is, is, you know, uh, let's, let's, let's not wait until we're older and to, to, to find out some things that we want to do. You know, that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's kind of. Let's kind of slide that to the side and uh, let's ask the question, what do you want to create now? That's exactly. that's what I ask my kids. And that's that's why my six year old is uh, is an author now. She wrote a book last last um, last was it July, last July and a children's book. And uh, just an example, you know what I mean? It, it's because it's possible like right now, you don't have to wait until you're 30 and, and trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. I, I look forward to seeing exactly. what your, what your children create for sure. Yes, me so, too. <laughs> so tell me about Tokyo. Me too. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Tokyo, um, I, I submit things. I look, I go online and I apply. I look to see what are you what are you guys asking for? What do you need? So the uh, Tokyo Poetry uh, Journal of Poetry, Tokyo Journal of Poetry, also had a call for submission, and I believe this was in the fall. They were looking for something that uh, for people to submit things for their uh, for the Umoja journal that came out in February. It came out a couple of weeks ago. So I submitted five poems. It took four of them. <laughs> All right. They took four of them. But this was not a typical uh, acceptance into a journal, you know, which those are amazing as well because they're hard to come by. Um, but this was actually a book launch, a live art exhibit and everything to that effect. So my poems are, of course, in the journal. They also took the words and framed them and they are hanging on an art venue in Tokyo. Then they asked me for an audio. So the audio is playing at the same art exhibit in Tokyo, you push the button and you hear me read the poem. And then they asked me to come and perform live. I got up at 5 a.m. because of the time difference and mm -hmm. was actually able to perform at the launch. They had live performances and then I was able to perform. In the midst of that, they had uh, some of their more popular Japanese poets to take our poems, the, the few people that were that had been accepted into the journal, they translated our poems into their language and then performed them. So I'm on this I'm on this live stream listening to this wonderful poet who had uh, translated one of my poems into her language and then read it and just to like I couldn't understand it because I don't speak Japanese, but I knew what she was saying. You know, one because it was my poem, but two because of the passion that she read it with. So it was just it was so touching. It was just, it was a lot. And then I had people, you know, messaging me that were in Tokyo saying, hey, I'm following you now. You are amazing. And this was like a completely different culture. People that speak a completely different language, but we were able to come together. It's almost like Pentecost. You know, everybody speaking languages, but everybody understood everybody. And it was just, it was, it was just, it, it was touching. And it was just like a vision for the future of us all being able to come together, which is one of the silver linings I always say of the pandemic. 
us being able to come together yeah. and do things virtually that we hadn't even thought to do before. Mm-hmm. So it was just yeah. dope. The, the, the blessing in disguise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so when do you plan to fly to Japan? <laughs> Cause you gotta see it in um, person. I, I want to, I want to, I want to, um, I can see, I would, I don't I mean, I have a passport, you know, but I just, uh, I need to see how my summer goes. My summers I have off, but I also have, you know, my responsibilities of, you know, of my family and things like that. And we're, you know, we're here. I'm not flying everybody to Tokyo, <laughs> not until I get that good poet money, you know, and then I can fly everybody to Tokyo. Uh, I fortunately actually have family that's stationed there. And so they're going to go see it and take, you know, up close and personal uh, pictures and things for me. So that at least kind of gets me a little bit closer than just me saying I was on the stream looking. So I can, right. I can, you know, kind of live through that. And I also don't believe for a second that it's going to be my last time having something, you know, international. Oh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, my goal, and I said this after this because I was already published in Australia. Now I'm published, you know, in Asia, obviously published, you know, in, in, in our continent, on our continent. Like I have four continents left. I can do it. <laughs> you know, I can, I can reach those other ones as well. I can reach the other ones as well. So that's a goal. That's a goal. That's so, yeah. The international poet. Yeah, Cassandra I love it. is free. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so let's, let's, Take a step back real quick. Where where did poetry come in for you? I, I probably started writing, like really writing around the fifth grade. Um, I had always done, and my, my mother, both of my parents, they still to this day make me write Roses Are Red in their card as a joke. Um, so I started out probably writing Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue, like a lot of people. Uh, but my fifth grade teacher, I uh, went to Norby Elementary. My fifth grade teacher's name was Miss Washington. And she was the hardest, and this is only fifth grade, but to my memory, she was one of the hardest on me as a writer. And it was because she saw something in me that I didn't realize I had at that time. Uh, she would she would send papers back, because we had papers and like little essays and things we had to write in fifth grade. She would send it back if I didn't have a comma. And she wouldn't tell me what was wrong. She'd just say, look at it. I'm not grading it to you, fix it. And I'd go back and I'd find, the, it would take, you know, a little bit of cussing and tears, but I'd find the comma. But it made me want to write better. And it made me understand, even at 10, I was 10 in the fifth grade, that she saw that I had the potential. And I just started writing more. And I would share, even when I went to middle school, I would come and see her and I would share things with her. I wrote this, it's only five sentences, can you read it? And she'd be like, that's my girl. And it just, she was, she was one of those teachers, you know, and I try to be, you know, one of those teachers, but she just, she inspired me. And my mother's a writer as well. My mother's a writer as well. She kept that to herself for quite a while. And I never understood why until I realized that sometimes poetry is just for you. So then I got it. So then I got it. So she's, she's the type of writer that she writes and it's for her unless she just wants to share it, which is rare, but that's okay. But I'm one of those, I wrote this poem. <laughs> I need somebody yeah. to hear it. Listen. Right, right. You know, but right. it, it really stemmed back to me having, you know, uh, my mother who would still like to read the stuff I read. My father who would, and I say, I love this poem. You know, it's three sentences, but I love it. And then my teacher who said, you can do this and from an early age. So it's just, I just always wrote. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so from 
fifth grade and you you writing and and you sharing it with family and friends um how did that escalate that escalated and that, that goes almost back to um where did I get my name from? Because it was honestly the same person, uh, which is my friend Crystal. We're still friends to this day. She had a, an event. It was like a cancer benefit. And she said, read one of your poems. We're going to have poetry. We're trying to be classy. <laughs> you know, like, my poetry is classy. I don't know. But she said, read one of your poems. I want you to come. So I said, okay. Okay, I'll come out. But going to that event changed my life. It changed the trajectory of everything that I was going to do as an artist because I met uh, someone who would become my poetry mentor. You're from the area, so you may be familiar with Godchild the Omen. He mm -hmm. is one of the one of the biggest names in this area and he was performing at this event and he took me under his wing almost immediately. And he was hosting um, an open mic at the time called Fuzzy Wednesdays. It was on uh, Granby Street at a restaurant called Time Lounge that became a clothing store. But anyway, he uh, um, it was the biggest open mic. And he said, I need you to come out. Just come out and spit. Trust me, they're going to love you. They're going to love you. So I started to go out to the open mics. This was maybe 2000 and I don't know, 2010 or something. Um, so I would come out to the open mics and the crowd really accepted me and they would hype me up. So I started to go to other open mics in the area. I started to get hungry for it. I would find like, who has an open mic? I don't care if there's three people in the crowd, I just wanna go. So I would start to go and then somebody offered me a feature and I was like, what's that? <laughs> because I didn't know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was like, I knew what feature meant, but I was like, like, it's just me? And they were like, yes. So I went and it was a packed house because I had a following from the open mics, not realizing I was building a following. So when people said, oh, she's going to do more than two poems, you know, the limits at the open mics, it was a packed house. And I, it felt good. It felt good to have my words received. And it just it just made me hungry and hungry. So I just started to seek out more places to be and to have my voice heard, even if it wasn't locally, even if I had to go a few hours away. So it just it built from there, definitely built from there. Around what age was that? Was that college? When was um, that? Well, I was I was done. Uh, this was probably a little bit after I finished because I I finished uh, NSU in two thousand and nine. So this was maybe around what two thousand. Well, maybe right around that time, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh. So yeah, so I was doing the open mics in school that I knew of, but really starting to get more into it. I, I had just come out of uh, I had just come out of NSU. And I wish that, um, I know you said something about um, younger people. I wish that we had, when I was younger, uh, some of the things that we have now for our teenage and our preteen poets, because, you know, and that's why I encourage them now, write, put your words out there, do what you have to do. Because if we had kind of had that and known that we were, that we were allowed to speak <laughs> and allowed to say the things, you know, you know, I don't know where I would have been or how, how much sooner in my life I would have started than, you know, where I am now. Right. It's, right. It's still... You got to you got to NSU at 2000, uh, um, 2005. Nope. Mm -mm. I got there in 2006. There oh, we go. From uh, Tidewater Community College, um, I transferred. Yeah, I'm here now. It froze for a second. I said, "Where?" Yeah. Okay. So but you, so you got there. It was like a it, cute still shot. I was like, "I look. At least I look good." All right. 
So when did you get to NSU? (laughs) I started in 06 as what they call a non-traditional student because I was evenings, because I was working during the day. Um, And then I I went part-time, you know, taking the classes as I could. And then I finished in 09. I graduated. I'll tell you with my journey, my journey as far as my education. I graduated from high school in 1995. And I started immediately at community college and I dropped out. Mm-hmm. I dropped out and I realized it took me a few years. I did the thing that we do when we fall in love and we just want to be up under that person. And that person is really mm-hmm. no good for us. I did that. Mm-hmm. And then I got mm-hmm. over that and then I got myself back in school so I could get on track and build the life that I wanted to build. So, you know, it's taken me to this point. Um, I'm, you know, in grad school now, which is, you know, wonderful. So <laughs> I'm really gotcha. definitely living, living what I want to live now. And I'm getting ready to, yeah. you know, definitely see the fruits of my labor shortly on that. But, you know, I stopped, but I, I use that as a testimony to tell people that just because you stop doesn't mean that you can't get back up and go again. Mm. And that was what I had to do. That was what I had to do. Eve, I don't care how long it takes. Finish the race. Period. And finish what you start. Finish dope. the race. Yes, indeed. So you you came in around the same time I was I was leaving out in, in 06. Right, we crossed. So we kind of right. crossed. Got gotcha, you. Right. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. So so uh that's awesome. That's that's um that's good stuff. Uh, I think I think that's going to encourage somebody. You know, um definitely somebody's going to hear or watch this here and and um get encouraged uh because you know we're never the only person you know oh absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. so thank you for sharing that um and so uh what i've been seeing recently you you're also an educator in the poetry realm of things as well with with yeah okay tell me tell me about that um, certainly. Um, I said a few minutes ago that the pandemic, um, the, the silver lining in that was that it allowed us to to do a lot of things online. And one mm-hmm. thing that it did was allow me access to Write About Now, which is based in uh, Houston, Texas. I had heard about Write About Now. I always said, I want to go to Houston and I want to get on that stage. But I, I've never had time to go to Houston. So when the pandemic hit and everything went virtual, uh, Amir Saf who's the host put the open mic online i said okay boom this Mm -hmm. is my chance so i went and according to him (laughs) blew the crowd away my first night and i just kept coming it was kind of like it almost took me back to when i first started doing open mics and the crowd loved me because this was a new crowd these this was like their national and international their viewers and i started uh just showing up every every week and going on and I, it allowed me to kind of build a relationship with them where they got to see the type of artist I am, the type of performer I am, as well as the type of writer I am. So uh, a few months ago, they decided to open what is uh, called Write About Now Academy, where they have some of the best, their words, some of the best writers to come and facilitate workshops. And they mm-hmm. said, is anyone interested? Let us know and they'll pick from there. So I said, I definitely want to do it. You know, so they actually said, well, you can do three. Said okay, uh, what topics? You pick the topics. This is your workshop. You do a workshop 
touched on the things that mm -hmm. you want to write about or that you want to talk about. So my first one um, is actually going to be next next Monday. I have three consecutive ones, one in February, one in March, and one in April that I'm very excited, definitely very excited to be bringing. Um, one is on 60-second poems, one-minute poems, because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't know how to write one-minute poems, or at least that quality one-minute poems. So right. I'm going to be able to bring the structure to that and, you know, things like that. I'm doing one on haiku, which I love, um, different uh, different styles that are similar to haiku as well, and one on ekphrastic poetry, which is basically where you take, you know, art, you take a painting or a sculpture and you write to it based on the feelings that you get from looking at this piece of art. So What's the yeah, name of that again? They're going to be, they're going to be ekphrastic, E-K-P-H-R-A-S-T-I-C, ekphrastic. Ekphrastic. Yes, it's wonderful. It's when I got hooked on that um, a couple of years ago from a, a poetry prompt, and they put a photo in, and all I saw was the, the movie The Color Purple. So I wrote from the viewpoint of Seeley, and I just, but it just, it was such a dope concept. And I just started doing that. I started looking at art like I want to write to it. And so I kind of, kind of not perfected it, but I kind of have a really good, uh, a good handle to how, on how to write those. Those types of poems so i want other people to be introduced to that as well so i'm did excited you know about that, all three workshops did you know that that had a name to it at first not until the poetry prompts because i google right because <laughs> if i don't right. know i google i google everything but when right. i saw the word i was like well what is that so i googled it i was like oh okay let's try it and i tried it and i loved it and it's um, I've, I've done a short workshop on it before with students um, outside of Norfolk. I used to work for MWR for the Department of the Navy. I was the performing arts teacher. And I um, just I, I introduced so many things to them, dance and song and songwriting and poetry and bookmaking, just all kinds of things. But we did we did an exercise in that and they loved it as well. It's time to create an unforgettable experience at your next event with The Poet Life by booking a keynote poet. Poets excite your audience with motivating messages, charismatic delivery, colorful rhythm, powerful prose, and heart-filled stories with a style of spoken word that's tailored specifically to your event. The Poet Life has keynote poets in your city of all ages and backgrounds. Visit thepoetlife.com to learn more and book your poet today. So I think with, it'll, with the I think Navy. it'll go over well. Yes, yes. Wow. yes. I was civilian. I was civilian. Got you. Got you. Probably my favorite job, though, teaching performing arts. Yeah, probably my favorite job ever. So, so to the the Navy personnel, the 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 military folks. Mm -hmm. To their children. Mm -hmm. Oh, to I their work children. With their children. Yeah, I work with their children. I work with their children. And it was amazing. Got it. it was definitely amazing. That's, that's, they were that's, yeah, it's a great group of kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm familiar with that because I uh for many years I uh, was a government contractor, um, you know, in IT and as a business analyst mm -hmm. and um I was always on uh, military installations you know um right, and yeah. so uh, i was familiar with the the school on not campus but the uh just on the base the base on the base mm -hmm. so that's awesome that's awesome how many years did you do that uh i did it for three 
I did it for three and like I said, it was my favorite job. And then I say that and someone says, why did you leave? <laughs> I left because the hours, the, the stress that it put on my household was not worth it. As much as I loved it, it, it had me there at 6 a.m. I'd work a split shift. So I worked in the morning and then I had to mm. come back in the afternoon. So I'm getting off at 5 p.m., which meant that my children had very long days and that was too much. So I said, I can go and go back because I had worked for Norfolk Public Schools before that. I said, I can go back. Back. I definitely left on great terms. I can go back and I can kind of mimic my children's school schedule to make their day easier and to make their day not where we're away from each other for 13 hours because then you want to sleep for eight. I'm only seeing you two or three hours a day. And that's homework and dinner. Like, you know, I, I was getting no quality time and it wasn't worth it. I'm getting quality right. time with everyone's kids but mine. No, <laughs> no, not great do that. decision. Great decision. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. was absolutely. Totally sacrifices that you got to make, you know, for your for your kids. Yeah. So I totally understand. Yeah. Definitely. Got Always you. worth it. Always worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are your plans? What's what's your trajectory? What do you see yourself like in your ideal vision of your poetry career? Where do you see yourself? Well, the next, um, obviously I'm published. Um, I have four books, I have four books out and they're all different things because I want people to see my diversity in, write, in writing. Uh, I'll continue to put, to put books out. Um, I'll continue to build up my videos because I want to put more videos out as well. I think the biggest thing I have coming up is my uh, participation in Women of the World Poetry Slam in March, which is taking place in Baltimore. So um, I'm registered. Um, slated i'm writing i'm ready to go compete and i'm ready to you know represent virginia to the best of my ability to the fullest um and so that's probably the biggest thing that's on my radar right in the immediate future is going there and doing well and doing well like it's important to me to to go represent myself my city and my state so that's the that's the biggest yeah. thing that i have coming up and and I have, you know, I'm also an actress, so I have uh, things coming up for June, uh, plays that I'm in and things like that. I'm doing something with the city of Newport News um, in June. We just booked that contract today. <laughs> so I'm just um, looking forward to, to some things. Uh, right About Now has a, a major slam coming up in August that we've been competing for. We've been competing for ranks because they only take a certain number of people. So based on their virtual and their live performance, I think I'm ranked number nine right now. Keep in mind, I can't go there. So this is based just on my virtual rankings. Other people get to go. So that's actually, I'm number three virtually and number nine out of everybody. So I'll be able, I'll be invited in August to go slam for their worldwide slam uh, competition. It's just, it's just a lot. I like to compete. I like to compete. You know, I'm going to make that one a family trip because the kids will still be out of school. And um, I like I like to compete. I like to do that. But I also like to, you know, have my books put out. I like, like to put on things for the city. I love the stage. I love theater. So I'm getting back into more into acting as well because I left that behind for a little bit to focus on the poetry. Now I have the poetry where it's stable and people and I don't have to seek out very many people. People are calling me, hey, we need you for this. So I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm not relaxed, but I'm comfortable enough that I know people are seeking me out. So I'm getting back to, to acting as well, which is super important to me. So I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying the arts. I'm just enjoying That's arts. Awesome. Definitely. Have your kids seen you perform? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
definitely, definitely to the the more family friendly, um, the more family friendly events. Like if you had brought if the if your festival had been here, they would have been there. You know, they would have been there that, you know, but it was four hours away from from where we are. So they didn't didn't travel with me for that. But they definitely come out to the family friendly things. Um, I definitely have some things that are darker topics that I don't expose them to. They know that the world has some things going on with it. But there are certain things that I don't need them to hear on the stage. It's just I'll explain things to them, you know, mom to child. But the way I explain it to them is not how I tell the audience on the stage. So mm-hmm. they don't come to those shows. They don't come gotcha. to those shows, you know. But, yeah, they, they've heard me. And then I, I even in my church, you know, I perform, you know, I do things in my church all the time that they're able to see and, you know, and hear and yeah, I bring them in, you know, and make sure that they, if I'm like, if you want to come up here and if you have something to say, I can get you up here. I, I got connections. <laughs> I can get right. you up here. So, you know, they just, so we, we encourage them that way as well. We, my husband and I both encourage them that way. Don't be afraid. You know, you right. have a gift. Don't be afraid to shine. So, gotcha. yeah, but they hear me perform. Awesome. You, you said your husband was a creative as well. What does he do? He uh, he sings. He sings beautifully. Um, I wish I could sing, but he has a wonderful singing voice. He's acted with me in a few things, and he he plays uh, guitar as well. Um, and kind of plays the keyboard. I hope he doesn't watch this. You sound great, babe. But um, he uh, <laughs> kind of plays the keyboard. But uh, he's a he's a marvelous singer. We met uh, we met in two thousand and eleven, December of two thousand and eleven, at a party where I was a poet for hire and he was a singer for hire. So they put us together at our table, and we just you know st- we just struck up a conversation and we became friends. And I had an event coming up a couple of weeks after that, that once I heard him sing and that really to this day, he swears I was trying to hit on him, but I really just wanted him to perform at at the event. So I got his phone number for that. He called my phone number, was singing to me and stuff. What's happening? (laughs) So what I asked you for, (laughs) you know, but we didn't date. We actually really developed a, um, uh, an association and a friendship. I think we dated like six months after we met that was our first date and then we were just kind of together after that you know we just we got along even though he's younger than me which a lot of people don't know but um yeah it worked out it worked out gotcha gotcha and you all performed did you say you perform together sometimes too yeah we've um i've brought him in on poems we definitely have done uh several plays and productions together because uh, he acts he acts a little bit he's got some acting chops as well so we we been able to do those things together as well so it's and that's that's different um it's definitely different because for example we did a uh we did a play about a year a year and a half ago where he was like the sexy doctor so you know how women are in the audience in these plays and the, the sexy guy walks out and it's ah and i'm right. just sitting here like <laughs> so it's a little that was the first time for me i was because he, he didn't normally play those types of roles i was like they right off my man but um right. it, but he, he's great he's great and it's you know it's very you know it's kind of amazing to look up and be you know and be on stage with your with your other half you know it's a it's definitely a unique experience so i'm glad i'm mm-hmm. getting to to do that and our kids see us so. did you break character when when that happened no i'm a <laughs> professional <laughs> I'm a professional, but inside, inside, right. I was screaming. 
when I was screaming. Put your shirt on. <laughs> mama didn't raise you like that. I was just right. doing all kinds of stuff inside. But, you know, outside, I was just, you know, right. stayed to character, you know. But yes. I was giving them evil, evil looks after the play was over. So, right. But no, no, right. not for real. It was cool. It was, it was all good. It, you know, it comes with the territory. So, so, it comes with the territory. So in the future, do you see yourself being a full-time poet or a full-time creative? Yes. Yes. My um, my ultimate goal, it's, it's related. I'll say it like that. My I have a passion for working with children. That's always been there. That's always been there. Like I said, my favorite job that I've ever had, my favorite career, because it was a career, was teaching performing arts. My ultimate goal is to be able to open up a center that teaches art and that teaches different types of art to children and it be funded so that it's free. That's the ultimate goal. So I want to complete the grad degree that I'm working on and then the second one that I'm kind of in the middle of. I'm getting ready. I think I told you this. I'm getting ready to start one next week that's actually being paid for by my job and then I'll go back to the one that I was in the middle of before I got the offer to have this one paid for. So once I complete both of them, which will be around 2024, I want to start looking into how to get the city to fund a building for me so that I can bring these children in off of our streets because mm-hmm. they are they don't have very many other options and have positive things going on. I know everybody in the art community in this area and it's a decent sized area that I can get people that will come in and that will teach these children the things that they know. They will teach them how to play an instrument. They will teach them what it means to paint and put your emotion into that paint, what it is to write a song, sing a song, produce a song. I want them to learn these things because it's important and they don't have it. They don't have it in the schools, not not like they used to. They don't have it because our teaching, our, our staff is diminishing so much because of the pandemic and rules and other things. They're now taking the resource teachers and putting them in the regular classroom. So our, our kids aren't getting the, their, resource, their resource classes. They're not learning those things that are also important. So that's my ultimate goal. And that will allow me to still be creative, work for myself, but also benefit our community. And our children, mm. and that's that's the ultimate goal for me to to bring them together, to bring the education and the creativity and the arts together. That's the goal. Poet Life University welcomes you to the world of creation, thoughts, expertise, and professionalism by offering technical knowledge, practical support, creative encouragement, and whatever it takes for you to create the poetry career that you've always desired, but never knew was possible. And the best part is we have professional poets from around the world as professors to teach you everything they've learned throughout their poetry careers. We are currently offering several eight-week live courses that will help you gain a deep understanding of poetry, become confident in your work as a poet and writer, learn how to start your own business with the help of an expert, enjoy the freedom that comes from being able to pursue what you love on your terms. Are you ready to take your poetry to the next level? Learn with others by dooming for the future from the comfort of your home. Get in touch with us at www.poetlifeuniversity.com and enroll today. That's Beautiful. That's what I love to hear. 
That's what I love to hear, you know, uh, because it's possible. And, and I know that you can and will do it. Uh, so, so more power to you and, uh, in any way where you need assistance, let me know. I'm still connected to Norfolk, okay. you know? Um, so, so even, even if Norfolk state was, uh, you know, a part of it somehow, uh, like Howard is, you know, Howard has mm-hmm. like their own elementary school or something like that, yeah. you know, something um, yeah 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 so that's good that's good so so if you um i'm just really excited because one i can't wait go, to go back to norfolk and, and check out those those poems on yes. the street yes uh when i go I will back send, i will send coming. you please please send me the address I'll send you the location yes mm-hmm. definitely and um, do you right? Do you do you um, go back to homecoming? Um, I have, I have. It just depends. Like my life, as you can imagine, uh, is is busy, is is hectic. Not not even in a bad way. It's just I have a lot going on. I apply myself to a lot of things, but then I also make sure that I have time for my family. Like that's always my my main goal. Like I want to do these things. How is it going to affect? affect them. Okay, I can do that. I just can't do that. But I, then I can mm-hmm. do this. So my life is always, if there's a balance of, you know, even though I want to go, 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 sometimes I got to stay, 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 stay. So mm-hmm. I get out when I can. I get out when I can. Definitely. That's even, awesome. even my high That's school, awesome. I try to go when my high school does stuff, just we try to get out. Yeah. yeah. Got you. Now, but this would, it's, it was announced in August, right? But it wasn't applied till January of this year. Oh, the, the, the words. The yeah, they put it. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, they put them down. Uh, they put them down in January. They put them down. So in January. this would be the first homecoming after that. Ooh, you're right. You might you might want to make that a priority. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I have time to plan it, right? <laughs> yeah. Reach out to the Spartan Echo like the whole. Yeah. And, and like make a whole situation. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I just I'm excited about it. I'm waiting. Um, I'm scheduling with my brother, also a graduate of NSU, uh, the graphic design program. He's a professional photographer. So I want I need to get my we're trying to coordinate our schedules. It's tough because he's getting married. He's planning a wedding. But um, to actually do a real photo shoot, like we went and took pictures with our phone, like, hey, you know, but I want my brother to come out with his with his tripod and his real his yes. Nikon and like really yes. take uh, amazing photos before you know, the stencil starts to, to fade because it will, because yeah. it will, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's that's a goal as well. That's a goal as well. But I'll yeah. definitely be reaching out. And I hadn't thought about it, uh, reaching out to Spartan Echo, but that's that's actually a great idea. So that, that'll mm-hmm. be on my agenda for this week because I know me. I'll do yeah. it this week and get good, it taken care good. of. That's awesome, yeah. Cassandra. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for carving yes. out some time out of your busy schedule. Oh. You know, yeah, for sure. And uh, I I enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure our viewers and listeners have enjoyed this conversation as well and are uh, in awe and uh, in a moment of brainstorming right now, like, oh, shoot, what do I, how can I do this? How can I do that? 
how can I submit, mm-hmm. you know, to somewhere in Japan, somewhere. And, you know, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Did you Google that? Do Wait, it. I, I didn't ask you, did you Google that? I do. I look, I, I always look and search for places that are calling for submissions. I look for the free ones first because I feel like I should not have to pay you to publish me. That's weird uh, <laughs> for me. But uh, I look for the free ones first. If it's one that charges, but I know that it's the type of platform that's going to reach the audience, like Button, for example, then yeah, absolutely, I'll, you know, I'll pay. Um, so even with Button, they do their video submissions every August. They do their uh, July to August, they open it up. And if you have a video, you submit it. They're gonna tell you yes, they're gonna tell you no. They told me no four years straight. And then the one that I submitted in 2020, they put on their wait list. So that means they accepted it and they're going to drop it whenever they drop it. So I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited for that type of platform. But you have to just, you have to look because you're not going to know. Nobody's going to walk up to you on Walburn and say, hey, you should submit to this journal. You just look like a poet. That's never going to (laughs) happen. You know, so you have to look and you have to find those opportunities. And if you don't, that's on you. Like find the opportunities that are out there because they're out there. You'll get, Mm. you know, rejection emails and that's okay. Because the next one might not be a rejection. And I found right. that out and it was, it was a great feeling. So it makes you want to keep applying and seeking and searching. And how else do you get your name out there if you don't put your name out there? It's really common mm. sense. It's really common sense. Don't quit. Yeah. So Google. <laughs> Google and don't quit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Google and don't quit. You get on Beyonce's internet and you find some poetry submissions <laughs> and you submit your stuff. And that's what you do. That's funny, man. Um, if you could leave something with the people to inspire them to do more, it, whether it's with their poetry, or just in general, to do more, what would that be? Um, I'll leave you with a quote by the great uh, Whitney Houston. <laughs> I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Seriously, because our kids are watching us and because the only way that they learn is from watching what we do. It's really, we can tell them to do stuff, but if we're not also doing it, they're not going to do it either. So (laughs) they're not, you know, they're going to, they're going to be real quick to say, but I see you doing this and we can say, you do as I say, not as I do, but that's trash. You don't tell them that. Trash. Because it, it is. It is. It's it's trash. You do what you what do what you're telling them to do, so that they see the actual example and not the mm. suggestion. Because if you're not doing it, that's all it is. It's a suggestion. Be the example. So that's what I'll leave them with. Be the example. I call it. I call it show and tell. Yeah. Right. I'm with that. It's it's yep. It's not tell and show it is show and tell show them through your actions and then explain tell explain yep Yep. you know and that's exactly what you're doing with your kids and and other other children as well you know because uh i think past generations um it it, uh, uh parents have like sacrificed their dreams 
you know, after they had kids and, and, mm. um, and I appreciate it. We, we appreciate it, you know? Um, but I think we would have got a whole lot more if, again, like you said, if we saw you doing what you're telling us that we can be anything, we can do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. we're like torn, like, okay, I hear you saying it, but right, right, yeah. We at The Poet Life are excited to invite you to be a part of something that we've all been longing for. For far too long, each and every one of us have been searching for a way to get connected with like-minded people, specifically poets who have the desire to make poetry their career. We've all heard more than once from more than one person that there is no money in poetry. This couldn't be further from the truth. Your poetry is invaluable. Allow us to show you how successful you can be with your poetry. Learn how you can go from being an individual poet to launching a business that offers poetry as a service. Join us as we build the poetry industry together. The Poetry Business Network that is made of poets from all over the world who are looking to start their career in the poetry industry or simply do more with their poetry. We will meet twice a week on a Zoom call every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will have the opportunity to meet and network with poets from all walks of life. You will also have the privilege of meeting and learning from the best professional poets in the world. Many of them have been guests on the Poet Life Podcast. We have also incorporated a book club where we read personal development books to help us change our mindset. In order for us to realize our greatness as professional poets, we must renew our minds. So, for just $1, you can check out the Poetry Business Network to see if you like it. We are confident that you will. If you choose to become a member after the first week, membership will be $79 a month. But if for whatever reason you don't, you can cancel at any time. There is no obligation. So, make the investment of just $1 and change the way you see and pursue poetry. We hope you become a part of the Poetry Business Network. Together, we can build the poetry industry. But, yeah. but you're in the bed every day. So, um, it is a beautiful day. <laughs> and, and I appreciate everyone watching this podcast. Um, uh, I love it. I love it. I love the perspective. I love your, pers- your personality. Um, and I knew we would have an awesome conversation because we, we had a cool uh, short conversation at the at the fest, right? Yeah, and and that was our that was our first yeah. wasn't our first time our first time that was our first yeah that was our first time it was funny the way that that happened and I'm getting wrap to wrap up I was mm-hmm. there uh, because uh, there was a, a slam that I was doing the night before right. uh, with right. Kaniki who was on right. your uh, your list of poets mm-hmm. for your for the poetry fest so I was like I could come perform I was like I'll be here so I would love to just come out. And you said yes, and I said okay. I'll stay another night. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And I'm, it was a good decision because I just I enjoyed myself and I enjoyed being yeah. around really wonderful artists. And it was it was a good time. And it, then it was there were positive messages being thrown out the whole time. Just, just and there were everywhere. kids there that were in a positive place when they could have been somewhere else. And they were just mm. it was a, it was a good time. It was a very good time, mm. and I appreciated it. It was for the culture. I and appreciate for the you. It was beautiful. For sure. Yeah. 
how do people find you um, outside of that Instagram page there? Okay. Well, obviously, you see the Instagram, uh, Cassandra mm -hmm. underscore is free. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Cassandra Jenkins. We are not cousins, but we might as well be Jenkins, you know. We're cousins. We might as well say we're cousins. We both have the we same are. last name. It happened. And, it happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. But find, um, me, find cool. me up there. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Oh, that was it. I was just saying you find me, uh, Cassandra Jenkins. I'm I'm pretty active gotcha. on both, probably more on Facebook still. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to work to get my Instagram back up. I tried TikTok. Yeah. I realized I don't know if I'm too old for TikTok or no. what. But I'm like, the, I don't listen, get it. the old old people are winning TikTok. No, they are. Like my boy Anthony, who I know you familiar with Anthony Highland. He was here for a very long time in Virginia, so we're very well acquainted. He went right. to TikTok and blew up, but he's also like 20 years younger than me or something. But I'm I'm trying to figure out TikTok. Yeah. And, and I feel like I need to call him and actually I need to come to his because he's teaching one of your classes. Yeah. He's teaching with you guys for a social media presence. I need to take the course yeah, and see what I can do. No, he's killing that class. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. I'm so proud of him. That's yeah. my that's my that's my guy. Yeah, right yeah, but yeah, yeah um, but but follow me on whatever, friend me, follow me. Um, anybody that follows me, I, I do my best to follow back, unless you just seem like kind of off, and then I'm like, uh, sometimes <laughs> I post my kids, but you know, <laughs> gotta have that mama eye out. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I typically sure. you follow people back as long as you have positivity awesome. going on in your life, I follow you back. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Well, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. You know, uh, awesome conversation with with cousin Cassandra Jenkins. I'm Christoph Jenkins. Cousin Chaos. Uh, coincidentally. And uh, listen, thank you all for listening, watching, hanging with us on uh, this evening. And, and if you need more information about The Poet Life, go to thepoetlife.com. If you need some gear, go to poetlifegear.com. But also, if you want to learn how to become a poet, how, how to do more with your poetry, how to cre create a career with your poetry, go to poetlifeuniversity.com and enroll. Uh, we have some awesome courses there. But we also have some awesome things going on. We also have a community called the Poetry Business Network, um, where we meet on a weekly basis and uh, help each other build our brands and and build the poetry industry. And that is PoetryBusinessNetwork.com. So uh, as you can tell, uh, we are doing our best uh, to do our due diligence in, in, in leaving a mark, if you will. And uh, thank you all for tonight, Cassandra. I appreciate you for sure. We'll reconnect in some way um, uh, as it relates to a project or of some sort, but I appreciate yeah. you coming through for sure. Absolutely. And the audience can also uh, hit my website. I did fail to mention that CassandraIsFree.com. It has all upcoming events, book links and everything to that effect. So you can hit that up anytime as well. Awesome. Cassandra is free, but listen, she's not free. Pay her what she's worth. Okay. All right. Y'all yes. have a good night. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Find a way. Find a way.